Okay, we're on page one of the copy you have in front of you in uh, Shmuel Aleph, Parakyadalad. We were trying to give the background to explain the Sefer Meisharim's raya about the extreme covid that Denison had for Shaul under very trying circumstances. And the beginning of tonight's year, we're going to see what we ended off in the last 10 seconds of last night's year. It seems to be going the opposite direction. Obviously, it has to be explained. Shaul had made a cherem that nobody can eat during the battle, either at the beginning of the battle or the extension of the battle. And they were winning, at least they were running, and they were giving chase. Yenison, who had caused the initial nace that they started running, wasn't with them. He had joined up a part of the army in the forest. He was running through the forest, was starving as with everybody else, and he saw some honey, and he dipped his cane in and licked it, and he got some chiyas from it. As soon as that happened, one of the soldiers' officers came to him and he said, your father made a shvua, made a cham that you shouldn't be eating. So I don't know if he told him that you got to be careful because this is going to be brought to the tribunal or don't eat more or both. Lamaisa, go back to Pasuk Chavhe. Means he caused people to be shvach, muddied the water, like my macherim. Runa, next page. We'll go back to Dasef in a moment. He says, "Look at the kayach I got just from the small amount of dvash I had." We now they had the ability to eat. We captured booty, which was fully legal, hashkafically and alochically and internationally in those times. And they were hungry. They came upon huge amounts of food and supplies when they captured the enemy camp. And they weren't allowed to eat that either, obviously. We could have even a bigger victory and really wipe them out if we were eating, but we don't have kaya. So Pella over here had a victory anyway. Let's read one more puzzle and then we'll go back. They continued giving chase, and they had a victory, resounding, but they didn't finish them off. I'll prove that later. And they were very, very hungry and very, very tired. Probably why they weren't able to finish them off completely, which Yenison voiced a complaint about. Now go back to page one on the bottom in the Dasefrim. He asked the kasha, the bottom paragraph, It's a pella, which it is in the context of this year in Kibbutz of Ha'im, especially when we're trying to bring a raya, that Yenison is one of the tzaddikim Tanakh that excelled in this. Not only he's speaking very harshly against his father's decision, but he's doing it, next page, in the Diocesan, Bozne'am. So you will be thinking, no doubt, and you're right, about not only the Kibbutz of Ha'im issue, the Merida Mamachus, Registering complaint. Okay, he was commander in chief. The problem is his father was king. So only one person outranked him, and that's Shoal. Outranked him because he was his father, and outranked him because he was the king. So why did he say it, and why did he say it be Oznayam? This is a, it's a big pillar in the context of what we're trying to prove in the opposite direction. The suggestion, the first suggestion he says, I think, is a tremendous Kiddush. The Mayor Sharma, I don't think, would have said the next few lines. We're going to read it because we're reading the Paris of the Diocesan. The Diocesan is certainly, he's, um, I think he lived in the 
previous generation, certainly a Deya in Navi, and he suggests that Yenison was so pained by what was going on that they could have had a bigger victory and could have wiped out the Plishtim. Plishtim came back like a bad penny many times, as you know, in Navi. And the opportunity to wipe them out or deal a blow that they'd remember for a few years was an opportunity. So much so that Shaul Amalekh, his father, agrees that it's an opportunity because he wants to continue the battle. We didn't get to that yet. So it shows that Yenison had reason to believe that this is an opportunity that perhaps is being missed because they're fasting. And from a strategic point of view, it, it pained him and he thought it was the wrong decision. So I, I sort of, and Das Seyfim is going to say that later, but let's just read the next line with that disclaimer. He felt very strongly on the issue, obviously. And he was so passionate about it. He couldn't stop it. That line, I think, is a chiddush. He's suggesting that he almost like blurted it out. It was so painful. Possible, again. Human, even though closest thing to a malach. He sort of goes away from that in the next couple of paragraphs by saying that this wasn't... uh, Blurting out that he was in full control and he had a serious machlekes lahalacha with his father. And the only reason he's saying something now, as per the theme of our of our sugya, is the son can't argue with the father when it's not nagaya. When he argues, he has to say it carefully. But if it's nagaya lamaisa, in this case, possible sakanas tafarshas in the ongoing battle, Yenison, as the crown prince and as the commander in chief. Not the commander in chief, but the, the main general, the only two, you know, feels that he has to say something. This is not something that, well, we have a Shaila in politics as you do, but uh, we're not going to swing state anyway. That's the case where everybody argues about a year before the election and in New York. I keep telling people it doesn't make a difference. Uh, New York is not a swing state. So it doesn't make a difference what you vote. You should vote, but uh, don't get overheated about it. Over here, he was in the middle of a battle, and the Pasuk keeps reiterating how the people were hungry and weak. So Yenison sees an opportunity over here. He, I, I'm putting this in. He doesn't exactly say this now, but together with what he says later, it's very Nogea like in the next 20 minutes because they're in the middle of chasing the enemy. Yenison sounds like he feels he's got to say something, say something loud, and Dafka Bosneam, almost like he wants to counterman what his father said. Which makes matters more complicated for us, yeah. Because but doesn't he realize that this is part of the mess? The fact that he and one other person came and got the whole thing going. He realized that now. He realized that he's the one who had the bravery to go cre- crawling up that mountain alone with one person. So, so. so he understands that his father again. That, that's what we're dealing with a real like picture of machlekes tanaim times a hundred. This is a real machlekes. He understands his father. <laughs> is doing this because they can't win without an ace, Nigla, and they got it, and they can't continue it without an ace, Nigla, if they have to keep fasting. And you, Damakadi, understood that, and there were others in between. So, no, they're asking a good kasha. So, what is that, Yannison? Reb Yannison. Uh, like the Tanan. What is Yannison? What is that, Yannison? What does Yannison hold? He holds that we had an ace already. It's incredible. They're running for no reason. We have no people. Uh, 600 men with it. And no swords. So we had an ace. So there's a concept. Ain't some an ace going forward. You had an ace doesn't mean you shouldn't. So he says, let the, let the soldiers eat. It's a real machlik as Allah, but it wasn't machlik as Allah and the base manager's like, what's going to be? This is like in the middle of a battle. And the machlik was so close. Yannis understood Shaul. He was trying to create Moshe Yadashmaya. And Shaul, at the end, by the way, the good news is, 
he will not execute him. He also understands the people paid him out. They paid him. We'll get to it at the end. They paid him because they said, "Look, your highness, Lamaisa, we had to have the trial already. Here's the man who did it." Give him a break. He didn't say it was but he deserves the break because he didn't know. And yes, as we'll explain again, he should have asked. And he saw people were eating. Okay, that's my shawl. When we're finished, did you learn any sugi and shas? I was told this the bacham. You have to do it long enough and deep enough that it comes out that they're almost agreeing. You have It can't be mikatzel, katsa. So you have, often it looks like it is. You have to explain no. On the following 78 points, they agree, and here's where they disagree. So this is, um, yeah, a little red. Does that mean it went off already or about to? Thank you, brother. So over here, no doubt... Yenison knows Shaul is trying to create Mosiyat Deshmaya. Shaul will ultimately, even though he doesn't spell it out, understand that Yenison wasn't there, he didn't hear it. I don't know if it's picking me up now. Picking up? Thank you. Just uh, check it later, see if it was. Uh... Yenison wasn't there. So the background, which Adasay, from I believe correctly, puts in is that uh, he could have asked. When you get back to the army, you ask, is anything new, any new orders, things like that. And he didn't. Why didn't he? Well, he didn't have a Havamina shawl, would make a fast, and so they extend the fast. And even when he heard about it, he disagreed. So I would think, again, I'm adding this to what the Dasevim is saying, that Yenison maybe wasn't inclined to ask because the answer wasn't going to be something he agreed with policy-wise anyway. You'll say, why does he have a day out? Usually... The king has the day and nobody else does. But if there's anybody who have a day anywhere, it's the person who's the son, the crown prince, the general, and the one who triggered the whole Muhammad in a positive way. So that's what Jensen's thinking. So they, all, they understand each other somewhat, but there's going to be a tremendous explosion over here. Yes? Did Jensen know that Donald was anointed? He does. You know, it's interesting. That information slowly got out some way or another, to nobody's fault. But it doesn't say Beferish anywhere that anybody really knew. It slowly got out that Shaw recognized he's having a lot of Siat Shmaya, I got him more nervous. Yenison recognized his unbelievable qualities. And even without knowing he was anointed, I can't prove he didn't, but even without knowing, he was such a none of, he understood that if somebody should be the next king, why should it be me? He's greater than I am. And by the way, they're both very great, and it was unclear who was greater. So David was greater, but Yenison was a close second, which is what he suggested to David. I think you're greater. You be king. I'll be your Mishnah Melov. The only problem is his father was king. He's supposed to be Yerushin it. The answer is no. They knew he's from Sheb Benyamin. They're from Sheb Yehuda. He knew it wasn't going to last anyway. Now, I guess the Rambam and Ravid, but what position do they have, if any? The Rambam doesn't sound like any position the Ravid says. Maybe a viceroy or Mishnah Melov or something like that. So his anivis, his godless was, he was willing to step aside because he knew it was the right thing to do. You don't have to know he's anointed for that. You just have to know that Shev Yehuda is going to be carrying the machos anyway. Could, so, could you say here that if he knew, then as far as... Osman well, he wasn't anointed here. This is the original battle. He certainly wasn't... Uh, this is too early. You're asking him to know right now? Is that what you're asking? Mm, didn't happen yet. This, this, this is the first battle they're fighting. So you're asking in general what was his position on becoming king. He wasn't looking for the job. Right now, even at this early point, everybody had raised eyebrows that the king came from Benyamin. 
we know in 2020 hindsight, all the Mepharshim say, it had to come from Minyan and Bizdash for the king in the wrong way, and Shmuel was upset, and Akash Baruch Kaviach was upset. So Hashem gave the king an anger, he had tried this temporarily, it was Shevet Binyam, it was the wrong Shevet. But you have to be a big honor for our Shmuel's last night to understand that you're not in a leadership position because you're running for the job. As a matter of fact, you run away from the job. It's exactly what he did, which takes tremendous godless, which is why Dennis goes down as one of the uh, tremendous sadikim and in terms of humility uh, in the top. So let's continue here. Uh, five lines down, the Das Sefim. As the as he mentioned last night, not only they don't have to fast, they're allowed to eat. Chazer. Um, Big Macs, whatever they, whatever they chance upon, again, if there's plenty to eat, they shouldn't, but they don't have to be starving. In Yervu, if they're hungry. To explain Shaul, he, Shaul knew all this. It's a big Tamachacham. He wanted them to go a higher Madrega, Ladarga, Ilais, Ma'oi, Vietzum, Labiam, Mohamma, Dovish, Aim, Rebbe, Tzibi, Yachal, Amadba, Hanavi, Kaisa, Dvar, Meladaris, Lahara. Interesting line. Which is also a bit of a chiddush. He's saying the reason Yenisa falls so strongly is not gay now. And uh, Sefim says the reason the Navi's writing this is he wants to be Kaveh Ladaris, he passed like Yenison, that under regular circumstances you shouldn't ask the troops to fast, you should feed them more. Now, that puts the question as to what were the Hashmanan doing if that happened? They had to say in Svar, is that uh, the odds are, are way out of proportion and we need an ace. Therefore, that the Chuba and got to fast. Does that mean they did it by every battle? Probably not. But Shoal's psak over here, even if it's not normative halacha, he wasn't claiming it's normative halacha either. He was saying it was circumstantial. The question is which circumstance? That was the machlekes over here. He continues, Achar Avi, next paragraph, Bilbulos das kemayim, zabitui matim bifi ben al That's a very strong motion from a son and a father or subject to his king. Shamanodil Shoal Akach, now listen to this, Sushto. Shaul not only found out that Yannison ate, he probably found out from the people what he said, because Yannison wasn't trying to keep it a secret. If, according to this homahalach, he said it because he wanted to undo it, and he wanted it to be brought up by many people to go to the king. He didn't want to fight the battle himself. And as a son, the theme over here we're going to learn is that if a son has a disagreement, if somebody else can fight the fight, he should not be arguing with his father. So one of the reasons he said it, even though in terms of a king-subject relationship, it's treason to start saying something about your disagreement to the troops. He did it as a son because he doesn't want to fight the battle against his father himself and he wants to float his idea with the people and have the people weigh in, which is ultimately what they do to defend him that he shouldn't get executed. So there's a lot going on in the Cheshbenes of Yenison. But Lamay Sashal probably heard about it. And that's why he probably said later, Isn't that interesting? The only other example that the Mayor Sharm gives. Why did he come out with this insult? You're, uh, you have chutzpah, and your mother had chutzpah, and you're rebellious. Where'd that come from? It's enough he's just joining David as enemy. Okay. But Dasefim says it probably started over here, because this was in a vacuum an act of rebellion. He did it with Shemayim because he felt that Klai Yisrael needs the correct psaac. So this is what, what comes from the Mayor Sharm's Dukim of both these stories. The two stories are tied in now. And uh, the whole thing is a chidish nifla in both directions. That he was quiet when he felt he had nothing to gain, even though most of us would react our, for our own covet. But he was very, very verbal in an area we wouldn't expect when he felt that things had to get done, even though it was his father and the king. So we have two. 
opposite directions pulling over here, which is fascinating. Yes? So in a case where Ralph says something and his karma disagrees, if it's in a public forum and he thinks other people are going to make a mistake, then he should... Only if he knows his father, his, his Rebbe is wrong, which is rarely the case. But Here, Yannison was the general, and he's the one, man, that's why I put it in. He's not stamina officer in the army, and he's not stamina civilian. He's the king's son, the crown prince. His father not only relied on him, but all of Kaisar relied on him to trigger this whole nace. He was the man. So I think over here, he felt he had more of a day. He didn't even tell me, just add another important pride here in the background. He didn't tell his father, this is very obvious, in the second, he didn't tell his father he was even going to do this in the first place. His father didn't even know he was gone. His father, probably, father probably would have said, his mother certainly would have said, don't go. This was a suicide mission on paper. He went himself to figure out if he's going to decide to take on the police the army. Himself. I mean, he had 600 men. It's better than one or two. And he had one sword. And Shaw was holding one sword. So he just slipped out of the camp. It was his idea, and he did it himself. He didn't ask his father. We would say also that's uh, in terms of uh, Malchus and kings and even presidents, I don't think a general can go and initiate a major battle without uh, reshuts from Congress, Senate, President, somebody, I don't know. But nobody, Chazal don't criticize him for this. He's the hero. Now, would he have been a hero had it not worked? Well, had it not worked, he would have been killed. Or he would have just made a hasty retreat and he would have come back. But Maisie was the hero. So I think he, he feels he has a... He has a handle on this situation more than more than Shoal. So you have to know, you know, uh, where it's going to be something on the spot where a psaki is being made, and it's you have to be hundred percent sure it's wrong. Yenison was sure, and the Dasefim claims that Lederis and other put it down because he passed on Yenison, which is interesting. Even though again we have historical rise that it did fast in some of the battles, so yes, you had to you had to be there. Normally, you don't fast. As we explained. Runa, one more piece. This turning to the people to prove his point and to show that his father was incorrect in insisting on this. Again, it's still a pella. But he reiterates, And this is crucial. Yanison uh, would not have done it had he not felt the need right now, not just to become Eladeris, and if he would have felt that anybody else can bring this up and push his agenda, he would let them do it. But he didn't think anybody else would bring it up, and nobody else did bring it up until he brought it up. Those are two very important conditions over here. Yes? He had to bring... Anybody else would have gotten killed if they brought it up. So really, the son, the, the, the king's son is the only person that has... Right, which is why he did it. No one else is going to bring it up because they were smart. And ask any questions. They, they were fighting. They were really, really loyal. They were starving and they were chasing and chasing. The person keeps reiterating, So yes, nobody brought it up, and Yannison knew that, and he said, this is going to be the new minig, it's dangerous now, and it's dangerous later, and i got to bring it up. Still pretty brave. What? Wouldn't it be more effective if you would have spoken to him one-on-one? He wasn't there. That's the problem. He was with, he just got back to the, I imagine, the edge of the forest. He's got troops all over the forest, he's got police running over there, shoals all the way to the other side, he had snuck around to attack the camp from the other side, he's just rejoining them. 
I don't think he has time to have a discussion, sit down discussion with his father. They're in the middle of pursuing, they're in the middle of a battle. So he was almost saying, guys, why don't you have some honey? He didn't spell that out, interestingly enough. And nobody had any honey, by the way, after he said this. That would have been the next step. That far he didn't go. I'm not sure why. Uh, probably because he was hoping that if he talks to enough people now, they start choosing as they're running and talking, and an hour or two from now, as they're still giving chase, somebody will mention to the king, by the way, all the officers decided we're really hungry. Do you want us to continue giving chase because we're exhausted? That was what Yenison was trying to accomplish. I, I don't think he felt that it was Kadai or even Mutter in that case to just tell them the Fairish go against the king. That's, once you know this background, this is a, a fascinating machoikis, uh, and an akud and kibbutz of aim and, and malchus, which is, uh, which is unparalleled. We don't find this. We have many people. Yoyev also had a mind of his own, and sometimes countermanded David, but he was executed for that later on. He did a lot for Klaus and a lot for David, but he had a mind of his own, and Begmar um, says he almost joined Avshalom's rebellion, not because he didn't like David, he just thought Avshalom should be the next king. But the only problem is David didn't think so. He joined David because he didn't think Avshalom was going to win. It's good to be on the winning side. But he joined Adonio, which was short-lived, but he got himself killed for that. Yenis and Lamaisa will not get executed, as we'll see in the Hemshech of the Pesukim. Let's continue on page three, because it's only half over. Vayemer... Go to Lamed Vav on page three, bottom passage. V'yamer Shol. In between, they finally uh, stopped because they couldn't give chase anymore, and then they started eating, and they got out of hand, and they weren't doing the shkita right. So Shol got everything under control. He's a very capable leader, and he shows his leadership here. That part's not going to get to us right now. Shol now wants to. Now they have something to eat, and uh, they brought uh, they brought the animal, and they shachted it, and they did because Adam, and they they did the uh, thing properly. They built the mizbech. Everything was kosher v'yosher. Now they're fed, got a little rest. Interesting. So Shaul says, okay, great victory. They're not finished off yet. We've got to finish them off, which was a great idea in a vacuum. So he said uh, to the people, let's go after the Plishtim tonight. It's very unusual to do battle at night, but the momentum was on their side and didn't want to lose it. And the Plishtim were in disarray. Let's continue fighting. And there'll be nobody left, which would have been Gavaldic, especially if you look at the rest of Shmuel Aleph and Bez and Malachim Aleph. Plishtim had uh, a horrible record. They kept coming back over and over after each, each defeat. It's interesting. Uh, what do people answer? The answer is, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? Were they for the idea, idea, against the idea? Take a look before you turn the page, actually. Page three, the bottom. Lanisha, Manishar, Ish, Shaul, Makave, Sheyal, He is optimistic about the prospect of finishing them off. He sees this Yadashmaya they're having. He certainly doesn't want to have to do this again to arrange a battle. And be, don't forget, they're never standing army. They, they got people to come fight when they had to come fight. There's no three years of training. and the, So he didn't want to have to get everybody together again, and the police are running. Let's get them. Sounds like a good idea. Next page. Which is a very important diak. When they say, whatever you want, Your Highness. So what does that tell you about the mood of the people? We're exhausted. We're a little less hungry now. 
But uh, if you want to continue, we continue. They were fed, but they were just fighting all day. This is hand-to-hand. This is very exhausting. So they weren't that thrilled about the idea. Which over here is not a criticism. Shaul was a big honor and still was an honor, and he asked the people a lot. Most kings don't ask for opinions on these things. They say, we're going and we're going. And um, they, don't, they don't ask the question and they don't uh, get an answer. Here we have to ask the question, and they were respectful, and they said, well, you know, if you want to go, we'll, we'll go. Interestingly enough, speaking about people who are disagreeing with kings, Vayemer, continue the Pasuk up top, Vayemer kainikava haloim es el elokim. So the kain over here, this whole thing is so unusual, Achi is the kain gadol, he said, uh, why don't we ask Hashem? That's, uh, why don't we ask Hashem? So it's good to ask Hashem. Well, we don't get the, uh, we ask Hashem, we don't get the right answers. They had the Yom Vatumim with them. He said, why don't we ask Hashem, why did he say that? So the answer is, they weren't too excited about going. It was a good idea. Not that they weren't brave. They just didn't think it was now. Why was Shaul wrong? They're running. Finish them off. The answer is, the people are exhausted. And maybe Hashem gave us an ace just enough to get them off our backs. And now we're not going to have the same Siat Shmaya. So why not leave it for a different time? So he made a suggestion. I guess respectfully. Look at the Das uh, Seferim. This is uh, this question is as old as uh, civilization, right? You have to really vet a lot to figure out when is war absolutely necessary, and it's very hard to figure out. If you remember, we're we're having presidents week. I see over here. If you remember, um, we had presidents in the recent past who fought major wars on what seems to be, in the optimistic way, false intelligence or incorrect or inaccurate intelligence. That's if you're optimistic. Others have not such nice things to say about how there was a different agenda, which we're not going to go into now, why that war was fought. But the war was fought. It was long. It was bloody. It's still going on, and they didn't find any weapons of mass destruction. That doesn't mean there weren't any, and we'll never know what's going on. I keep telling you people, don't read the editorials because everybody's guessing. But Lamaisa, it's a difficult, here we took an entire superpower to war, and Lahavdal of Avdal is the Plishtimer threat over here. We know that. They're, they're not missing any dogs. The question is, is now the time? So he says, no, if you have access to the Urim Vatumim, why not? That was his suggestion. He didn't get uh, punished for that. So that's a good question. He, the Dasarim is going to suggest in a minute, could be they asked at the beginning of the battle. He's just saying, it's a different battle. We stopped, we had some heat, they're still running, and you know, if you have to suggest that we continue going, it's like part two, so why don't we ask again? Like we have the Urim Vatumim, why not? Well, wouldn't the Urim Vatumim have given the answer to the Urim you have to destroy them all? No, no. The Urim as a matter of fact, it's not so easy to get a clear answer from the Urim Vatumim, not that Akash Bochu is interested in, in making anybody sweat Chas Shalom. It's because... Part of the Nisayan is that we, well, we should sweat. Hashem does everything for our own good. And you have to ask the Umatum exact questions, pinpoint the questions, and you've got to have the schus of having the correct navu of how to read the answer. Well, the kind of and the schus of the person asking. And you don't always get an answer at all. If you don't have the schus, Shoal now is not going to get an answer, which is unusual. Later in the uh, career of Shoal, so to speak, he's not going to get an answer because he killed out Navi Akainim. The Umatum is not talking to him anymore because it was a kitchen. Here, they didn't do anything wrong yet, and he's still not going to get an answer, which is very important for the plot. 
That's why we, all this has to be explained because we didn't get to the arrest or allegations against Yenison when they have the discussion. Why didn't I get an answer from the Umatum? So we just have, we have no minutes left actually. Okay, remind me on Monday, we're up to the Umatum question and hopefully next week we'll put it all together.